I always back myself and it's not easy. Um, I definitely think that I've felt a pressure here the last two weeks that I've honestly never, ever felt in my life the way it's been lingering on. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. Right, you're very welcome along. It is half past seven. It's Thursday morning and we have a full house. Shane's here. Shane, how are you? Good morning. How are things? Kathleen is here. Kathleen, how are you? Morning, morning. I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, all the back page headlines about beer power are like, oh, worst day of my life and beer out. But actually, yeah, well, yesterday morning might have been bad for beer power. By the end of last night, she was in incredible form. Yeah, she was in great form last night in the Mansion House, uh, off the ball, had an event there with her and the entire team, and I actually did think she was a little bit emotional at times when she was up on stage with Katie, she definitely hadn't shaken off everything that was there from earlier in the day, um, but yeah, no, it was, a, it was a good celebration and a good send-off for the team in general. Uh, Emma said that, um, or maybe Phil, it was said that at the end of the night she got up on stage after all the mics had gone and shushed the entire room and thanked everybody for putting it on and said that it was a, a night that they were never going to forget. Well, that's pretty good. I must have missed that part. You would have gone by that stage. Uh, I only lasted an hour. My kids had enough at that stage. Uh, there was like a very emotional moment on stage and my son looked like he was about to puke from tiredness. So I was Ooh. like, okay, we, we got to go. That, it would have been worse <laughs> if we'd stayed. But um, uh, my middle child went home and slept with a football because Katie McCabe signed it for her. And it was definitely a night that she's never going to forget. Mm. So, it's all about, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I was like, oh, Shane Hannon would love this now. This is like her first proper autograph. Yes. Do yeah. you know? Start the collecting. You it's remember just how excited that was. Franz Beckenbauer was my first. Oh, well, that's a pretty good one. First in the post. Yeah, yeah. No, Pat in, Kenny, in person. In person. Pat Kenny, I think, was uh, the first. Uh, Katie McCabe trumps Pat Kenny. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Pat, but yeah. she does. Because you were, I think you were sitting just the row in front of me, Jer. I was sitting with Emma and Phil for most of the night. And like where the kids kind of... Because the team were just like a row or two ahead of us again uh, then. So they kind of looking being like, oh. We, we arrived, uh, you know, a little bit earlier than uh, everybody else. And Nathan was like, oh, I think they're going to try and get everybody out immediately afterwards. And they're going to be coming in after everybody else. So there's not going to be much chance to get stuff. So we were like, oh. And then once it emerged that we weren't going to be able to last to the end to stick around. Where apparently they did stick around anyway and had great time and did whatever anybody wanted in terms of photographs and signing. I think they were actually... They got uh, up on stage and got a good few shots as well up there altogether. And Q&A as well from the crowd. Mm-hmm. So it, like it, it turned into one of those, ah, oh, we're, we're having the time. Um, so I, I made them in the middle of the switch around between one panel to the next go. And uh, yeah, that was, the, that was the only opportunity to do it. <laughs> and we had to leg it. Did feel like a, it felt like it felt really negative yesterday, didn't it? Like the whole day, it felt like oh, all the players that have missed out. It's very sad. And then I got to the point in the afternoon, where I was like, okay, I want, I want the ice cold beer now. This is like get the teams picked, the squads picked, we move on. Nobody died. It's terrible for the players that didn't get picked. It is, it is. First World Cup for Ireland, but well, let's because initially what was supposed to happen was that they were going to have that night last night, which is essentially a night for the family and supporters. And uh, and then the squad is going to be named. But then they pulled it forward 24 hours. A couple of weeks ago, they made that decision. I don't know if it, it was made public a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's only made public at the weekend. Yeah, so they definitely had decided. They found out last night that um, they were looking at everything. It was like, no, 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 no. We just need to get that done, rip the bandage off, and... Um, and then we will actually be able to have a night of celebration with the fans and the, and the families. And that's what... 
that's exactly what happened. There was a few um, football clubs. Nathan, a lot of uh, members of Nathan's football club were at oh, the. That's funny, isn't it? Mm. He did wonder how they got tickets. <laughs> Nathan's a bit of a. There's a bit of. There's a, a, a bit of wheel and dealing by Nathan. <laughs> John Blaney to our Nathan, isn't there? Ah, uh, yeah. Right I did love the like the general competitiveness of like the teams that were there because they were all sitting in like different parts of the mansion house and they would just like at one stage that Ashling went around the crowd and said like where are you from where are you from and whenever one team would say their name another team would start bo- booing them and stuff it was good crack it was definitely beef between uh, I don't know if it was Colester and Home Farm or uh, Port Marnock and Colester anyway mm. um, but I, I think that like the atmosphere was incredible like really incredible and, and um so the the first guests were obviously Katie McCabe and Vera Pau and as you said Vera was still a little bit toe to motion in the middle of it but Katie McCabe is on it like mm-hmm. definitely you know we're absolutely ready for this looking forward to Gilly-eyed. it Gilly-eyed and then um, the next panel was Three Legends and everybody was wrapped like the current players were wrapped watching the stories from the first international 50 years ago and is it our record goal scorer? Mm-hmm. Olivia Toole Yeah yep. Uh, oh, I don't think Nathan and Ashling asked a single question during that. Like, they just let the three of them go off and it was perfect. <laughs> 54 international goals. Jeez. Uh, uh, what was her line? Official. Official goals. There must be a lot of other goals that are <laughs> somehow unofficial. And, uh, like, I don't know, it was just a nice way to stitch that whole thing through. And then Amber Barrett and her dad, uh, and it was like... Um, and Chloe Mustaki and her fella I didn't yeah her fella we were we were, we had to go by that stage but um, Amber's dad is like you know uh, one of the great Irish sports dads it turns out <laughs> just <laughs> like Donny Gold character just able to piece everything together you know like flawlessly you can see you can see where in the midst of her moment of like all time great Irish sports moment she was able to so eloquently mm. uh, capture the mood of her people and the country she didn't lick it off a stone. Like um, you just seamlessly go from like telling a story of the hygiene stitches to the next moment she felt like crying, talking about Chris Luck and like what it meant for Amber to kind of pay that tribute to the entire community and what it meant for their family. It, it was a roller coaster of emotions, I have to say. Yeah, yeah, and uh, my little one looking like he's about to puke in the middle. Of it. This is inappropriate. Oh yes, this is inappropriate. <laughs> but it was just great, and I can see how they were. And then Gavin James played a few tracks at the end. There was something else in between. Nifahi, Louise Quinn, and Denise O'Sullivan also got up and right. did a bit of a chat. And then when Gavin James was setting up, they also did a Q and A with the audience. So it was a mixture of the players asking them questions, and then various different people that were just there as fans and supporters asking them questions. I did like at one point there was one of the girls from one of the football teams was like, "Is Katie a bossy captain?" and the entire team just erupted in laughter and (laughs) Denise was just like I'll take this one yes (laughs) that's fair I think it's good to hear that Katie had the steely eyed missile kind of focus last night and the thing is now it's three weeks today until that game against Australia so you need to use that in a way like it's still a while out so you gotta I guess peak at the right time but it sounds like the team are starting to get over the fact that um, a lot of their friends have missed out in the squad and and maybe (laughs) Well, like the they're used to this. Yeah. Like, they, these these are the best footballers in their school, in their club team, and up to the point where they're playing professional football now. And they're used to like leaving people behind mm. to play on teams. Mm. So we're all like, oh, isn't it? Ter-? And it is heartbreaking. And like, you know, there's there's never been a squad where the people who are just left out going to a tournament are forgotten about in Irish football. Maybe 2016. Like, maybe actually, maybe maybe I'm wrong with this. Um, but generally, like you become kind of quite famous because it's such a heartbreak for us, particularly the first tournament we've ever gone to. But the players are like, well, 
Yeah, that's because I, I get picked for a team week in, week out, and my friends don't get picked to play in the team. Mm. And I know it's different you're going to tournament, but actually, they're called hard killers. That's why they made it, and we didn't. Yeah. I guess that's the attitude that they have to have, you know. And uh, even for the likes of Jamie Finn, I guess being on the standby list, it must be an awkward one because you're still technically involved. And there's also look the, f- the French game next week, and there are there is a a chance that someone gets injured or sick in advance of the eve of the tournament. So um, the likes of Jamie Finn just have to, I guess, stay prepared and ready, which is an awkward position to be in because in the back of your mind you're thinking, well, I'm not going to be at the World Cup, but anything could happen in the next couple of weeks. But it's not like we've talked about this since like the night in Hampden Park. Like someone was always going to miss out. There was always going to be someone probably in that squad who was going to be an absolutely loyal servant to Irish football and who like trooped through the qualifiers, was there for the disappointment of the Euros, was there with a the team through and through and was gonna miss out. And for a long time we didn't know who that was, and it's really unfortunate that it is Jamie Finn for her, for her family, and of course the team are upset. But like this is the thing that I didn't really understand all that much yesterday. Whenever I asked Vera at one stage, you know, did you have a, a moment to yourself where you got to tell someone like Izzy Atkinson or someone who like was young getting into the squad no one expected to actually be there and they're absolutely delighted and you know the excitement that there is and like it's our first ever tournament like I had listened to people for about an hour at that stage ask absolutely like doer questions and I was like has anyone forgotten that we're actually going to a World Cup and this is really exciting and it's really great for like especially the likes of Denise O'Sullivan and Kanye McCabe who for so long we were like will they ever actually get the opportunity to show their talent and their skill at a major tournament and even that response got a kind of door answer and like Shane you saw me when I came back from UCD I was just a bit like god I feel like there's nothing to be excited or happy about and then the event last night kind of flipped that a little bit which was really nice because it should be a celebration at this at this point now yeah like that's it now all that stuff is over there's a friendly against France then they get in the plane and away we go and like win the the World Cup I mean you do you do forget that we're playing we've got the group of death Olympic champions uh, home host nation who are one of the best teams in the world well as Denise O'Sullivan said last night I'm dreaming about those games I can't wait Mm. like that's the the attitude we should all bring in totally it totally is (laughs) Um, Nathan was like uh, you know one of the best things about being Irish is that we get totally carried away and Vera was like yeah ha 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 no Uh, we're playing (laughs) you know after we get out of the group then we have to play England and then after that, if we if we beat them, are we scheduled to play the the Yanks? Is it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I know we only play England if we come second in the group. We'll we'll top the group and, and avoid them. That's the plan. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Fair point. <laughs> Definitely don't get carried away at all. No. Uh, so the squads are in all the papers today. It's worth um, it's worth keeping them if you have kids who are going to start getting on the bandwagon or getting into uh, any interest in the football that's coming up over the next while because it's going to be wall to wall. So get on board the bandwagon. It's not too late. There's plenty of room for you. Uh, it's 7.40 this morning. Here's what's coming up between now. We're going to pick our team for the first game, by the way, in a moment. Our, uh, Kathleen's team. Sue Rowan is going to talk to us at 8. Alison Miller is going to do the depth chart for the back three at 8.20 for the Rugby World Cup. One JD, please, at 8.45. Make ours a double this morning. Debbie Burke coming in at 9 o'clock and we'll play out with Paul Rouse at half past nine. At 7.41 this morning, a reminder, OTVAM Live with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Art Edition is available now. Who's starting for that? Uh, Ireland team, Kathleen? Um, so I'm, some positions I'm not entirely sure about, but I think it'll obviously be Brosnan and goal. I think 
McCabe will do left wing back because she'll take on Ellie Carpenter, which is going to be like probably the jewel of the game in the sense that if Ellie Carpenter can keep Katie McCabe quiet, then that will be annoying for us. But if not, she could do a little bit of a job. Ellie Carpenter is also a Katie McCabe style player who likes to scramble up the wing and kind of get herself in a forward position. Uh, I think Payne will be on the other side. Oh, sorry, and then in the back, I think it'll be Quinn Fahey. Connolly. Um, midfield is the one that I'm a little bit unsure about. So I'm pretty sure, judging by what Vera said tomorrow, Farley is fit and firing, which I think she is. I saw she was walking around last night with something on her wrist. It looked like a kind of support, but I assume that's not stopping her play too much at the moment. Uh, O'Sullivan. People are saying that this is a bit controversial, but I do think Shiva might start in midfield. I don't think Vera brings her, upsets the entire group, has the whole Jamie Finn thing for her not to be a starting player. Um, And then Carusa up front. How close is Amber Barrett to, to a start? This is the thing, I don't know, because I think that if you're looking at if Vera does actually try to play in the way that they did in the US I think Caruso is probably more suited to that setup and that Barrett will come on and be mm. able to make an impact um, because I think Caruso is more of that player that can melt into the midfield and help with that sort of battle if needed whereas Amber is probably better as an out and out forward um, So what was your formation? 5-4-1 Okay, and so the one is Caruso up front. Yeah. Yeah. Who's your right wing back? Um, Heather Brain. Okay. How do like so? Who's looking after Sam? Is Sam Kerr someone you look after with a with, with a singular focus, as in a reducer early on? Is that what you're asking? Uh, well, maybe an overmars job. Yeah, possibly. Well, see, this is the thing because like uh, I have talked to a couple of Australians about this, and they're like, "Oh, the Irish are only focused on Sam Kerr, and like that's what we want, and that totally is what they want. They want us to like double marker." player out of the game and then Caitlin Ford will come in and score a screamer of a goal like there are far more talents in that team than just Sam Kerr and yeah it's really important to silence her and make sure that she doesn't make those runs in behind our defensive line and poaches the goals in the way that she can but also there's pro- like someone like Caitlin Ford for me, for me is a more technical player probably than Sam Kerr mm-hmm. and is able to play the ball in herself a bit more. Sam Kerr tends to like not wait for the balls to come into her, but like she's dependent on someone delivering her in good balls a lot of the time. And also uh, the frequency of them coming in. So like if you look at Sam Kerr's stats, the amount of ball she gets versus the one she actually scores is there's quite a disparity there so she actually misses quite a lot of shots but the difference is that she gets a lot of shots off so that's why she ends up getting a lot of goals Um, so I think it's going to be a difficult one for us to kind of contain their general forwards OTB AM with Gillette Labs get the ultimate shave or your money back Neon Night Edition available now